From India's largest newsroom, I'm Meenal Baghel and this is the Times of India podcast. तो सरकार यह कोशिश करता है कि बोगस वोटिंग रुकना चाहिए और फेक वोटिंग नकली वोटिंग जो होता है इसमें अगर रोकने के लिए कदम उठाया जाता है तो इसमें सदन को इसमें साथ देना चाहिए ऑन ट्यूजडे डिसम्बर ट्वेंटी फर्स्ट The election laws amendment bill that seeks to link Aadhaar to electoral roll data was passed as a voice vote amid sharp criticism from opposition parties and civil society organizations. This linkage of Aadhaar and electoral rolls is consequential because there is a challenge to Aadhaar that is still pending before the Supreme Court, say activists. Should the upcoming change worry you about your data and privacy? and exactly how and if this act will strengthen india's democracy in today's podcast we get three experts to weigh in dr s y kureshi is a former chief election commissioner of india retired major general anil verma of the association for democratic reforms and ramanjit singh chima senior lawyer and asia pacific policy director with access now i asked ramanjit singh chima what could be the main impetus behind the act and why is it that the voter id card alone is considered insufficient so the current discussion that you saw in parliament sarah genesis in different attempts sometimes from the unique id authority of india sometimes from other parts of of the executive branch to try and link the aadhar identity system with the voter system or more particularly with the voter list i think some of it sometimes been advanced under the argument that Uh, the aadhaar database and its attempt to its its capability to deduplicate different people's identity entries would be very useful and valuable when it comes to the voter system and part of also i think people's fears have been is that some of the attempts to try and link aadhaar to the voter card system have been explicitly advanced under the rubric of saying it will somehow remove bogus voters it will help make the system sharper it will also allow somebody to perhaps use their aadhar card itself as a form of voting proof or or of of voter identity recognition which again has been controversial because as you also know the aadhar card system was built designed not for that purpose in fact it's designed for residents of india not to subcategorize into voters of india and the bigger issue here is that the current you know bill that you see in parliament well there's been really no study no open debate about it at all because it was introduced in the morning and in the afternoon the government changed the list of business for the for the lower house for the lok sabha to say they want to pass it itself so basically mp would have had a couple of hours at max to barely scan through it and in terms of public consultation there's been none at all so why is this unseemly haste part of the reason might be that the government is very keen to try and link this system sooner rather than later in order to enable its usage in not just the upcoming assembly polls uh, early next year but perhaps other assembly polls later in the year um i think one more thing we need to recognize is that the government or the executive branch has made it clear that they want to try and link you know the aadhaar system to voting id and part of this entire bill discussion we've seen today is basically to provide a to provide legal air cover that is legal backing for that what the government's been made very uh, i think aware of is that mm. any kit of aadhar with the voting system would be otherwise illegal and unconstitutional uh, without a law being passed by parliament because that's been the conversation post the 
Aadhaar ruling by the Supreme Court in 2018. And I think the concern also here is that there's been no reflection or review of past examples of this being tried and abuse taking place. And it's a bit more, you know, famously known that in 2015, in Telangana and Andhra Pradesh, there was linkage made uh, with the with Aadhaar with the voting. IDs by the state election officer by the state CEO and that resulted in massive exclusion of voters from the Telangana and Andhra list Hyderabad MP Asaduddin Owaisi has opposed this saying it's violative of the fundamental right to privacy as laid down by the Supreme Court and hence outside the purview of the house what are your raman your grounds for opposing this firstly we need to remember part of course you know all concerns here come from the aadhar system itself where ultimately people raise concerns and objections around a centralized cloud based digital identity system being used on a massive scale across india and often being claimed to be voluntary but in reality being forced on people being mandatory the supreme court judgment on aadhar tried to rectify or remedy remedy that partly by reiterating that you cannot be make it mandatory but also that other usage of aadhar who had to be limited it could be only used for a limited set of circumstances and something that parliament may set but the, the courts would also carefully test and i think that really the question here is what is the problem aadhar is trying to fix in the voting system if it's about deduplication of false entries does aadhar really help you know address that as we know the aadhar database itself is seeded with all sorts of bogus fake and mm. problematic entries right we've had deities we've had trees we have farm animals in reg- registered in the aadhar system in uttar pradesh and elsewhere and so you are taking in a sense the cornerstone of indian democracy the pillar that's holding all of it together namely our electoral system and the electoral information system that makes it possible and you're linking it to a very problematic very controversial digital identity system which is still regarded as being one of the world's most controversial and you're doing that in such haste that you don't want to seem to fix any problems if you notice this by the way minal there is no other major democracy any large electoral democracy in the world that links one centralized digital identity system with its voting system india is taking a dangerous step here and in fact is one of those places where you shouldn't be first because there are good reasons why no one has stepped foot in this uncharted territory what could be the potential misuse of uh, that can arise from linking aadhar to voter identity uh, uh, to voter id cards they firstly saying that it will be voluntary right now that if you want to enroll using aadhar you can do so well we know that that doesn't work right exactly and that's the first thing in itself right if any person is denied from being able to vote mainly because of uncertainty about their aadhar registration or enrollment that is a massive harm there may be other people as well whose records don't tally they may be registered in aadhar in one way and in the voting system in another way and this starts creating uncertainty and doubt and it sends a signal out that well ultimately we do want everyone to have aadhar there so the bigger issue also minal is that the aadhar system itself is still a recurring cyber security and and data breach target there are still concerns about what is made available in what manner how it's targeted but even the enrollment on aadhar itself is regarded as being often problematic you cannot afford such disruption such uncertainty at this point of time in india's electoral system lastly there is a data protection privacy ground here there are people who have do not want to enroll into aadhar because it requires biometrics there would be people who don't have aadhar cards and you know who should be totally entitled to be to vote 
Absolutely. And like that's the reality here that you do not require in India the presence of a particular digital identity or of biometrics in order to enable people to vote. That's not how our system is designed, nor is that, I think, something we want. So why should people be forced to do so? And in fact, I think the bigger concern also that people perhaps should have is that the electoral identity card, the epic ID, right, that so many of us have, is perhaps one of the best working and simplest IDs in India. Why do you want to make it dependent on another identity system? In fact, you're building multiple chains of failure where systems are interlinked to each other and a problem in one is going to impact the other. Give us a sense, uh, Raman, when you spoke about the Telangana experiment during the assembly elections, uh, when apparently 55 lakh people were disenfranchised. It's a great example of the problem with Aadhaar linking, which is that when people claim it's voluntary, it's mm. not really. What often authorities do is they call do what's called Aadhaar seeding, which is that they try to correlate an existing database entry. For example, your voter, you know, your 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 place in the voting list to and your voter ID number to another identity, namely your Aadhaar number. And when they when they tally up, they allow it to continue. If they don't match, they may mm. delete it because they think that's an incorrect entry. And at times they may remove two or three names because they think it's actually relating to one person when in fact there may be multiple people there. But it's the seeding, what they call, of the Aadhaar number in a database where problems occur, where things are deleted, people's entries are merged incorrectly, other mistakes take place. And ultimately the simple you know, thing at the end of the day is even till now we don't have clear answers from the election commission and from this chief electoral officer for Telangana as to why were 30 lakh people excluded? How was it justifiable? How would they take steps to prevent that from occurring? All that we, in a sense, got was a sort of, you know, polite mia kalpa before a court from the chief electoral officer. They're saying it was a mistake and we'll fix it. We won't let it happen again. But not no real conversation on how that indeed took place. The government argument can also be that anyway, Aadhaar is linked to so many of our, like, it's linked to our bank accounts, it's linked to our PAN account, PAN numbers, it's linked to uh, vaccination. So why not, uh, why not in electoral roads too? Two wrongs don't make a right because, for example, the Aadhaar linkage with PAN, the Aadhaar linkage with bank accounts is all things that are currently, in fact, subject to legal challenges right now. And that's the ultimate reality that, A, a lot of Aadhaar number linkage, you know, it's still not the one mandatory you know, number you want in India. And in fact, if the government wants to make Aadhaar mandatory, they should just come out and say it. They should say that in order to be a citizen of India, to be a voter and to do anything else, you must have Aadhaar. Why hide behind saying that it's voluntary? Now, one of the things actually that India did get right and rather well is, is this electoral machinery, the way elections, yes. the, the, the election commission conducts elections. Is there any data that supports the government's view that there's massive uh, duplication of of voters? Nothing really. And I think the fact that they cheated us of that discussion in parliament, where this could have come up, where they could have accurately justified it, not just in statements made, you know, as you know, politician statements made on the floor of the house, but documents and data to demonstrate and verify their point. The fact that they don't, didn't do that should make us all pause. They don't want to have that conversation. And that's extremely, extremely alarming. More importantly, given that we err on the side of allowing everyone the right to vote in this country, how is this acceptable for us to do? And ultimately, in trying to perpetuate and justify the world's largest digital identity system, that is Aadhaar, the government seems to be undermining our position as the world's largest democracy.
On Monday, as soon as the Lok Sabha passed the bill through a voice vote, 14 civil society and rights-based organizations, including PUCL, ADR, National Alliance of People's Movement, and the Internet Freedom Foundation, to name some, issued a letter opposing the plan, saying it could lead to mass disenfranchisement. The lack of dialogue discussion on such a major change in the electoral process is the nub of their opposition, says retired Major General Anil Varma, who heads the Association for Democratic Reforms. It has been passed in 30 minutes flat. 2.45 it was taken up and 3.15 it was passed. So that is what the opposition is also saying, that <clears throat> this, these are things which need greater deliberation. It needs discussion. The minister is saying all that has been done. Uh, uh, standing committee has also seen it. Our problems are that firstly, it may lead to mass disenfranchisement. Second, it may lead to voter frauding. Third, it's an invasion of the right to privacy. Fourth, it is not a proof of citizenship. Fifth, we feel it is a circumvention of or violation of the Supreme Court orders in the Puttaswamy case. And uh, next is that uh, the Aadhaar, the UADI people, they themselves accepted that the Aadhaar database has lots of quality issues. Then it has the hazard of uh, voter profiling and surveillance, especially with reference to minorities and, you know, such uh, other people. And uh, lastly, like I mentioned, the proportionality test as laid down by the Supreme Court in the Puttaswamy judgment. This all started, this linking of Aadhaar with the voter ID started in the time of uh, Mr. H.S. Brahma, when he was the chief election commissioner in the uh, month March, April 2015. So uh, they just developed a software and they started doing it. And uh, linking, of, uh, linking Aadhaar and voter ID? In a matter of three months, they had done about 30 crore. And even at that time, it was stated that it is a voluntary thing. So firstly, you know, that voluntary part is questionable because in three months, if you are doing 30 crores, I don't know how many uh, people would have voluntarily done it. Because at this time, there was this uh, PIL which had been filed by people. And uh, they said it's uh, it is it interferes with the right to privacy. And so this uh, thing was going on in the Supreme Court. And in 2018, the five-judge bench of Supreme Court uh, said that Aadhaar can be declared mandatory for the access to subsidies, benefits and services and, uh, you know, uh, which are given out of the Consolidated Fund of India. But not for electoral no. purposes. It, it didn't come up only. Uh, this uh, thing has not been uh, come up. Uh, so this uh, whole business of linking went into cold storage. In 2018, a former Telangana chief election officer uh, by the name of Rajat Kumar, this I am quoting from a media report. In a press conference, he said that the new software which was used for linking could be the possible cause of deletion. In 2019, in uh, Andhra Pradesh and Telangana, there was a leak of 7.8 crore residents whose Aadhaar data uh, had been linked to the voter data. And this data found its way to Telugu Desu. And they used it for uh, voter profiling and for target campaigning. 
सिस्टर्स नेम मिसिंग बट आई थॉट जब है मेरा नाम आई शुड गो एंड आई वेंट देखा तो माई नेम ऑल्सो वॉज मिसिंग That's Hyderabad resident and India's badminton star Jwala Gatta who found herself unable to vote in the 2018 assembly elections after the massive voter roll revision on the basis of Aadhaar and voter ID linkage. The problem with linking Aadhaar to voting rights says Major General Verma is that Aadhaar is not and cannot be considered a proof of citizenship and cannot be used to maintain the sanctity of electoral rolls. now the other uh, issue is that this cannot be used as the um, this thing of citizenship proof of citizenship whereas to be a indian voter you have to be a citizen of india and there have been cases where aadhar card holders have been found to be non nationals you know how it is easy to you know get a sim card or to get a aadhar card made you know and uh, <clears throat> especially when this Uh, Aadhaar cards were being made at a massive scale, and the UIDA had outsourced it to the private companies, and they were doing uh, all sorts of things. Our other issue is that there are there is a laundry list of uh, electoral and political reforms which is uh, pending with the government. You know, election commission just recently they sent a list of forty odd uh, uh, suggested reforms. They have. cherry picked and picked up only this one and there are a lot of other important electoral reforms which have not been touched for example there was one in which for, for if a candidate files false information or gives wrong information in his affidavit the imprisonment should be increased to 2 years that has not been touched and one last point is about the uh, domestic migrants now we have a very large percentage is 38% of the registered voters in india which is approximately about 28.5 29 uh, crores are migrants now they are not registered anywhere uh, you know because they are migrants so they are not in their hometowns so they are not going to spend their money or take leave and go and vote in their uh, home station so government is saying that they are going to do something and technology is the only way it can be done and all that while we are still awaiting uh, the court's order on electoral bonds which are a very very opaque thing and on the other hand the voter data which should ideally be anonymous is now in danger of being made public that's right absolutely correct observation minute when uh, that uh, electoral bond scheme was introduced so they said it is going to enhance transparency whereas it is actually enhancing opaqueness but they say since it is through the banks and kyc thing has been done and all that so that is why it is transparent but the fact is that there are you know so many other things connected to it shell companies black money being converted to everything can be done through the banks 95% of the donations through electoral bonds is from the corporates because if you analyze the denominations of the bonds which are sold they are all 1 crore and above similarly in this what your observation is that now this thing is going to be they're not going to be in the public but it will be with the election commission also and the uidi has itself admitted that uh, their data was uh, you know leaked a huge amount door to door verification that is the only foolproof method actually
by which this uh, voter i card should be made India's former chief election commissioner Dr SY Qureshi says the first experiment linking aadhar with the electoral rolls happened during his tenure in principle he says it can help weed out duplications but his approval comes with several caveats interestingly it started when i was the cc and a unique identification authority was just set up and uh, nandan nilakani came to uh, meet me and my colleagues mm. and we had a discussion by then we already had 55 crore uh, voter id card mm. and they were just beginning and that was the time when we were uh, we had a problem ongoing problem of duplicate voters and uh, uh, we were using uh, various types of de duplication software to identify the duplicate voters so that we can remove them now it was all generally local exercise the district magistrates uh, district election officers they were doing it in uh, different state using different software so to cope with the problem we decided that uh, number one we will try and go for um, uh, biometric uh, record of everyone and in fact we did uh, an experiment in uh, goa in 2011 i think the entire state uh, we did it we used it in election although there were some protests from the voters from parties we said okay we will not uh, disqualify anybody if his fingerprint don't match uh, but let us uh, do a, a drill so we went through the drill that is the time when nandan came we said okay, look we are uh, collecting biometrics it is an expensive and time consuming exercise you are collecting it also so let us uh, work together so you finish your job once you have the data we can uh, probably the see how we can link it that is how it began so later on um, i think in 2013 hmm. election commission started linking it but then the supreme court made it uh, illegal declared it illegal and it was abandoned after a few crores had already been done it was abandoned personally the, we feel that it is only for finding duplicate voters uh, no other purpose if it is used for any other purpose then we have to sit up and think what is exactly what exactly is happening do you think that uh, this was the most urgent electoral reform that needed to be undertaken or there are some others which are which you think are more urgent there are more urgent reforms and the election commission has been crying itself hoarse but the government pays no attention and suddenly it gets interested in this unfortunately the reputation with this government has acquired is that they always have only electoral gains in mind anything which will benefit them or electorally they pick it up and wow what about election the nomination of appointment system of election commissioner through collegium which election commission itself has been demanding for 20 years what about equal protection to the other two members from removal as is available to cc uh, in the absence of which the two election commissioners think they are on probation the probo- uh, the uh, elevation should be automatic on the basis of seniority as happens in the cases of uh, the supreme court judges so now that uh, what about those reforms why are they not talking about it so um, although i am uh, supporting this reform 
But at the same time, answering your question, okay, whether there are things more urgent, I think I would have been very happy. I'm glad that they, at least they're talking of some reform. If they had taken up the entire package of 40, 50 reform proposals pending before them, uh, accumulated over the last 20 to 25 years. How did you respond to the stories in the media recently about this informal meeting between the PMO and election commissioners? That was uh, totally inappropriate because uh, our officers go and visit all the meetings, uh, even in the parliament, in the parliamentary committee. They, they, it's not that we can, although we are supposed to keep an arm's length from the government, the commission, the commissioners, but we have a bureaucracy. There are IS officers and they also come from uh, the same pool of officers. So we, we keep in touch with home ministry, law ministry, uh, all the time and any other ministry uh, we, we need to deal with and uh, PMO if they, they needed some clarification our officers were no better than the, the commissioner in the sense that they, some of them have been there for 10 years They're studying exactly the same subject so calling uh, the CC and so, virtually summoning that you are expected to attend that's absolutely improper when I was to be appointed as election commissioner, the then principal secretary asked me whether I will accept this job. I said, why are you asking me? He said, because you'll have to resign from the IAS. So I had one more year of retirement. So I had to resign from the IAS. And why I resigned from the IAS? So that my umbilical cord with the government is cut. What is the purpose and significance of uh, this umbilical cord being cut? So that I'm no longer a government servant. Um, of course, I'm, my salary comes from the public fund, but that is not the government uh, money. And uh, I have to distance myself from the government. Hmm. The same prime minister who appointed me, just uh, as soon as I take charge, um, there is a wall between me and him and he cannot then order me. Kureshi, we appointed you, now you do this, you do that. No question about it. So if I were to understand you correctly, you are in principle not opposed to the idea of linking Aadhaar to the voter ID, uh, and that is so because you feel that there is sufficient amount of duplication. Correct, correct. But let me also make one thing clear, uh, that the term which is being used, I noticed uh, the minister used it, the opposition used it, everybody, the bogus voters. Now, duplicate voters are not necessarily bogus voters. It might be you and me registered in two places. Uh, suppose you came from Trivandrum to uh, Delhi and I came from Calcutta to Delhi and my name was registered there and uh, uh, I could not uh, get it cut off from there. So now a name registered in two places is a criminal offence. Now um, uh, earlier it was incumbent on the voter to make sure uh, that you get yourself uh, struck off from the old place. And another thing which you need to understand that it is not your choice whether you want to be registered as a, a local address or not. The law itself says where you are normally domiciled, uh, you will have to register there. And norm normally uh, defined as six months. So if you suppose you have come to Delhi uh, to live for more than six months, you are obliged to register yourself here. Then once you register yourself here, you have to get yourself name struck off from there. That was the norm earlier. But now there are poor people, laborer, the, uh, who cannot get it done from, uh, back home. So we made it easier. We said, all right, when you apply at the new place, just mention your old address, we will get it struck off. 
So maybe it is our inefficiency that the, the, your name continues at the old place. So, so that doesn't make you a bogus voter. Uh, the bogus voting was in the sense that political parties know that which voter does not live in the constituency, so they can probably bring up somebody as an imposter. But that also is the only theoretical now. Because uh, um, uh, an imposter cannot come and vote now because voter electo electoral rules have your photograph. And there are polling agents of all parties sitting there to see where you, uh, you cannot pretend to be somebody else. So just as we've given voting rights to NRIs, uh, that they can, maybe the, the one of the reforms that could have been taken up is allowing the migrants to vote from wherever they are. Yeah, that is, now you bring in the dangerous thing. There are two things there. One, that you, it is very, very uh, wrong to give uh, some voting rights to NRI. Now, if you come from Patna to Delhi, you are an ordinary man. If you go from Delhi to uh, London, you become a son-in-law, you become a Jamai, you become a VIP. That's absolutely wrong because that is violation of Article 14. Equality, you can't have two yardsticks. Now, if it is leading to internet voting, that is where the danger bells ring. So that is when the manipulations will begin. That is when, you know, the uh, removal of an entire chunk of voters, uh, which keeps happening, sometimes mischievously, sometimes uh, computer error, sometimes carelessly. So that is where the danger uh, lies. Suppose internet voting was allowed and somebody comes to your house and puts a gun on your head. Give me your computer and I'll vote myself. We can't protect you there. Or somebody comes and gives you an envelope of 2,000 or 5,000 rupees. We cannot uh, guard against that. So uh, that's why internet voting will totally demolish secrecy. It will start bullying. It will start another kind of booth capturing. So if the secret intention is to lead to internet voting and it is in preparation for that, then surely I'm concerned and surely the nation should be concerned. Today's episode is produced by Arun George and Sunai Marathi. For a daily spotlight on people, ideas and stories that matter, subscribe to us. We are available on TOI+, Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts and all other platforms of your choice. For any news tips, reach us at toipodcasts at timesinternet.in.